The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Um, good morning. Um, I want to talk a little bit about um, procrastination. And um, uh, the first thing is to define it, what it is. You know, you probably have an idea of what it is, but generally it's, it's to delay, um, delay something that you think is actually... That's a... For a second. Oh, you got it. Okay. Check. <laughs> okay. Um, it's to delay an intended course of action, even though you're expecting to be worse off by delaying it, right? And um, usually uh, what we call procrastination is counterproductive um, and, and not necessary. Um, most of us postpone things. And we're really only talking about the things that we postpone that are really, um, uh, it's obvious that we shouldn't be postponing them. Like, for instance, let's say we have, uh, we're supposed to call a relative, you know, and we really don't feel like calling the relative. Um, and it's not going to affect the course for lives if we don't call them, right? You know, so it seems like, oh, it's sort of trivial. But actually, if we feel that we're supposed to call them, we feel guilt, right? And so guilt is counterproductive. So we, we avoid it, but at the same time feel guilty that we're avoiding it. So procrastination is, is, is something that we delay, but it never feels right. So we might delay things. I say, well, you know, I'm going to put that aside. I'm not going to do that today. And then we feel fine about it. It doesn't cause guilt. It doesn't, you know, it, uh, it's not detrimental in our lives. Uh, so the question is, is when do we procrastinate? Okay, so th- take a moment right now and think about it. Do you procrastinate? And when you do, what kind of things do you procrastinate about? So let me know when you've got something in your mind. Um, okay, how many of you don't procrastinate at all? <laughs> okay. Um, and the, the second question I want to ask you is, do you procrastinate during meditation? Okay. Okay, so, um, you know, some people, like, for instance, um, never miss exercise, no matter what. You know, they're really great. They exercise every day. They never miss it. Um, but then meditation, they procrastinate. Well, you know, I'll do it later, and, you know, etc. Or it might be that they procrastinate uh, doing their paperwork, paying bills, or different things. We all have things that are easy for us to do and things that uh, we tend to want to procrastinate. Um, in meditation, procrastination can be subtle, right? So, for instance, um, you know, if I'm, I've, I've experienced this, I don't know if you have, you know, where I'm kind of tired that day, you know, and I think about, well, you know, I'll put out effort next time when I feel more energetic, you know, instead of really paying attention to, what, what, well, what is this like, you know, to be meditating when I'm kind of sluggish? You know, I'm not as bright as I want to be, you know. And, uh, you know, and it's actually incredibly useful meditation to actually show up when we're not feeling perky and energetic. It can be really uh, a time where we learn a lot. Um, or as some of us, you know, the last five minutes before the bell rings, right? You know, are we procrastinating paying attention during those last five minutes? Because it's hard at that point. It's a little bit, we're restless, we want to, you know, we want it to be over. 
you know, so we stop paying attention. We just go, okay, how much longer? Yeah, how much longer, you know? Uh, so that's procrastination. Okay, so um, the Buddhist understanding, the quickest way to summarize Buddhism, I think, is if we cling, we suffer. Okay, that means in that moment when we're wanting the bell to ring, what are we clinging to? What's really happening there? We want something we're experiencing not to be the way it is, right? We're clinging to the idea that I want this moment to be different. This moment should be different. I want it to be different. So it's a very contracted state in that moment. So we go in two directions in, in clinging, right? We either go in the direction that we like something, you know, so we were um, procrastinating doing the dishes because, you know, what we'd really rather do is um, uh, talk to a friend, you know, which is much more fun, you know, so because we want something that we desire or we procrastinate because we don't want to experience whatever, a piece of whatever it is we don't want to do, okay? Um, when we want to do something, when we procrastinate something that's unpleasant, there's anxiety related to it, even if it's just a little bit. Like, um, anybody have a pet um, uh, chore that they don't like to do? You know, like wash, cleaning toilets or cleaning kitchen floor or something like that. Um, so, you know, the question is, let's look at that. You know, let's take um, cleaning the toilet, okay? How many of you procrastinate cleaning the toilet? Okay, is that not that many? Okay, that's 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 okay. Um, or somebody else does it for you. <laughs> um, so that feeling of I don't feel like doing it right now. I don't feel like cleaning that toilet right now. So what is it that we don't want to do? You know, we don't want to walk to the toilet. No, that's okay. We can walk to the toilet, right? You know, we don't want to uh, pick up the brush and look at it because it's 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 discolored. You know. Uh, and that's unpleasant. So what are the little things in that process that we don't like? Because the whole process, I mean, moving a brush around the toilet bowl isn't all that unpleasant. Okay? But sometimes there's the idea associated that, ooh, it's yicky, or, you know, we have all these different, we're all brought up differently, so I don't know, you know, what associations you may have. But there's something in there that brings a certain very low level of anxiety because we don't want that experience. Anytime we don't want something, there's just a little level of, a little, little bit of stress. Or we might be procrastinating something big. Like if you're a student, you know, you've got a big term paper, you know, some people just wait till the last minute, right? You know, and it's so much harder. It's so much harder, but yet we procrastinate till that very last minute. And sometimes it's because we've been raised, uh, uh, in, a, in a world that um, we don't get off our butts till somebody yells at us, you know. I've seen that in, in school a lot. You know, you get the coaches that, like, really, you know, berate the students to get them to act. And so we get accustomed to use the energy of adrenaline, which is a stress hormone, to actually get going, you know. So some of us are, won't do things until the last minute, you know, because that's what the dra- Oh, no, I've got to get this done. Okay, my taxes. Today's the, the 15th, you know, 9 a.m. I better get them done by noon, right? <laughs> you know, so we use that adrenaline to give us energy, but that's not a very, very useful energy because it really drains us. It's hard on our bodies. Um, one of the most common causes of procrastination is lack of confidence and fear of failure. 
For instance, um, let's say we're supposed to do something um, um, we haven't done before. You know, uh, let me think. Um, you know, I'm making, I'm going to sew, um, uh, I've decided to sew a cover, f- uh, what's it called, duvet cover for my bed. And, you know, I haven't done that before. I sort of know a bit about sewing. And, um, you know, and I just uh, uh, feel confident. The fact that I feel confident about it because I haven't done it before uh, is unpleasant. Feeling confident is an unpleasant experience for most of us, unless we bring a lot of mindfulness to it. It's, and so we don't want to feel that, you know. So then we go, okay, we'll put that aside for now. So bringing confidence into something gives us the energy to, to do something. Um, same thing with fear of failure. You know, if, uh, uh, you know, we're a test, right, you know, we're, or, or a term paper, you know, if we're afraid that we're not going to do a good job, then it becomes, you know, that fear, again, it's an unpleasant thing to face, and therefore we want to put it off so we don't experience that fear. Um, I notice that, for instance, in any big project, you know, um, if there's a lot of decisions to be made in a big project, I, it's harder to begin it. Whereas if it's a really simple instruction, you know, okay, go sweep the patio. Okay, that's easy. I know how to do that. You sweep it and it's done. But if it's like a really big pro- like painting, you know, it's like, okay, I got to pick the color, get the tarp, get the, wash the wall. You know, there's like all these steps and all these decisions to be made in the process. Uh, decisions can be stressful to some of us. So, um, so all those factors of things we have aversion to, that we push away, that we don't want to experience. So in practice, we have two basic ways uh, that we work with these kind of feelings, uh, this, this kind of active procrastination. And it's either with letting go or with the cultivation of the opposite. Now, in letting go of procrastination, for instance, uh, let's say those last five minutes where the bell's going to ring, you know, and we just don't want to be here, you know, because it just doesn't feel quite good. We were so calm, and now we're just, you know, just want it to be over. Those last five minutes, we pay attention to the experience of not wanting to be there. We just turn our attention to that, whatever it is, and we just stay with it uh, until we get to know it. So we might be, um, we're restless. The body might be restless. The body might be uncomfortable. And as we turn our attention to it it, and just let it move through us and change. Um, The other side of the cultivation is the cultivation of confidence, um, of strength, of openness. And and this is where we started the day with the instruction to uh, sit with dignity. And so um, I'm going to go a little bit in a different direction now. Um, uh, there's, uh, I was listening to this woman. Uh, she's a social scientist uh, from Harvard, uh, Amy Cuddy. You know, and they've done a lot of research uh, with the effects of posture on the mind. And, for instance, they found that um, if you just take a pen or something and you put it between your teeth and and force a smile, you actually get happier. And, you know, it it's kind of seems silly, but, but then they started looking at, at nature, and they found that animals, for instance, uh, the alpha dogs, right, the alpha animals, they, uh, their habit is to be really 
they're open and expansive and they puff up, you know, and the, uh, they just get bigger. They take more space. And the ones down in the pecking order, you know, they, they get tight and small and they take less space. And what they found is that uh, the alpha dogs, if they take the blood of, uh, of these animals, uh, especially primates, you know, they have much lower stress hormones than the ones at the low end of the rung. So the alpha dog has um, more, you know, more uh, the strength hormones and much less stress. Um, but then what they found, you know, in, in this experimenting was that um, changing your posture for two minutes increases your testosterone, which gives you strength, and decreases your stress hormones, just two minutes. And the postures that they used, they did a couple, a couple of really interesting tests. They took a group of about 40 people, and they randomly split them into two groups. And uh, the, the, the postures were like this, you know, like this, you know, with your hands really open. You know, like when somebody wins the marathon, you know, invariably, every animal, every human, they win and they go like this. You know, it's, it's a posture of strength, of power. Um, and then the other group got into these postures of being, you know, of, of being just kind of inward, crossing their feet, crossing their arms, you know, uh, contracting inward, taking up less space. Uh, another really common power posture is uh, anybody familiar with Superwoman? You know, she's like hands on her waist, you know, <laughs> you, you know, and that's a very, that's a power posture. Another power posture is like your hands like this, you know, sitting at your desk with your hands like this, you're opening up. Uh, and what's interesting is that really the posture of meditation is a little bit of a power posture. You know, you're opening up. And so that's why I stress the posture of dignity is a posture that all by itself, your posture already uh, lowers your stress levels. Even if you do nothing else with your mind, the posture already sets up that, that dynamic. Uh, but what the, what the test was this. So they took this group of people. They put half of them in the power posture, half of them in the contracted posture for two minutes. Then they had them go into a room where they, were, they thought they were getting job interviews. And they're like these kind of really hard job interviews in that the, the person doing the interview was like really looked at you with no expression. You know, it's like you have no idea what's going on, which is normally a very stressful situation. And what they found, just by doing those two minutes, the first thing they found, the group that had the power posture at the end of their interview had lower stress hormones than the group in the other posture. And just across the board. But even more than that, they, had a, uh, they filmed it. And they showed the film to independent uh, to, to employers. And uh, they showed the film without the sound, so you had no idea what anybody was saying. And they said, who would you hire of these people? And the people who had practiced those two minutes were all more likable and more likely to get, to get hired. And, th- and, what it, and what that says, it comes from the fact that those two minutes make you, fe- make you feel more confident, make you feel stronger. So... Um, so now tying into procrastination, um, one of the really helpful things to do with any contracted state of mind, and procrastination is one of them, is to change your posture, change what you're doing. You know, stand up, 
you know, stretch. I mean, I think a lot of the beauty of Tai Chi and yoga sometimes is that you're actually in your body in open states. So, anyways, thank you very much. And um, we're going to do about 15 minutes of uh, 